How do we anchor our soul into our body and onto this earth to become the living future now? With the wisdom and insights needed to negotiate and inform these changing times. Welcome to Pioneers of the New Earth. Here's your host, Sarah Makrowski. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our debut show, our new broadcast here on BBSradio.com, Pioneers of the New Earth. I welcome each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. And anyone who may be listening in the future, welcome to you also. So the question is, what is the new earth? There are many questions here. What is the new earth? Where does it reside? What is our role in becoming, in bringing this vision, this band of frequencies into manifest reality? Who are we? What is the history of this earth? How do we use our innate powers of alignment and co-creation to flip a distorted facsimile world and harmonize individually, as a species, and as a civilization to become a new human presence on Earth, creating a world that works for everyone in seamless harmony with the thriving natural world? Through examining some of these big picture perspectives, parables, investing, investigating energetic parallels, and by participating together here, we'll be exploring these questions. It's a pretty full play. Let's start first by getting here, soul and body, into earth with a grounding. So if you'll take a few breaths, And just drop into your beautiful body. If you'd like to close your eyes, please do. And first I'm going to use a tool that was created by Jim Self of Mastering Alchemy. This is probably not exactly the way he uses it, but it's his tool and it allows us to get clear in our own space. So if you would just picture in front of you a big red rose. And ask that rose to collect up your energy from wherever you may have left it. Throughout the last hour, throughout the last day, any places where you may have left your energy. It could be in a conversation. It could be in a good book. It could be in a project you're working on. Any place that is where your energy is kind of apart from you. And ask this rose to collect up your energy from wherever it may be and to bring that right here in front of you. And then ask that rose to just break up into a million pieces, returning your energy back to you and just breathe it right in through your heart, returning your energy to you. Clear, 
present now. Good. And as you settle in a little further, imagine another rose in front of you, whatever color you prefer. And ask this rose to collect up any energy that may be in your space or in your body that doesn't belong to you. Disallow any energies that aren't yours to just move out of your body and your field into this rose. Yeah. Good. And then give the command to the rose to just, again, break up into a zillion pieces, returning those energies to whomever they belong to. Just neutralize lovingly back to whomever they belong to. And just take a couple of breaths and see if you feel a little more here. And then just imagine a cord of energy, a, a line of energy dropping from the base of your spine and the bottoms of your feet down into the earth. Just moving through the floorboards, wherever you may be, down into the soil, through the layers of sand and rock and the water table, through the magma and down into the very center, the iron crystal core of this beautiful planet. And with your awareness, just allow yourself to connect into that core of the earth. Just wrapping yourself around that core. And notice how you are recognized by the earth as a being, as a soul, as a body. Recognized and appreciated. Right. And then just allow your awareness with this nice firm connection to come back up toward your body through the various layers of the earth. Gently, gently, gently back up. And allowing that nice earth energy to come in through the bottoms of your feet, filling your legs, filling your pelvis and your belly, your chest and down your arms and into your hands, this beautiful green gold energy of earth. Filling your neck and your head, just grounding out. Right. And then just imagine a, a spout of energy coming out the top of your head. And allow this 
line of energy to move out through the ceiling, past the treetops, into dark space, and allow it to find a source of light in the universe. Whatever you prefer, it could be the sun, it could be a star, it could be your place of origin in the universe. And allow yourself to connect into that source. Again, witnessing how you are known and recognized as a being, as an eternal soul. in this multiverse. Wonderful. And making a nice connection there. Again, allow your attention to come back toward your body, back through space, back into the atmosphere of Earth, down through the treetops, through the ceiling, and gently back in through the top of your head, allowing this golden, iridescent energy of light to fill your head and your shoulders, your chest and your arms and your legs and your belly, your feet, your heart. And allow these two energies of earth and light to just mingle in your your heart, just nourishing you and grounding you in this vertical alignment, which is our nature. And then just imagine all of us standing in a circle, those who are present with us currently, those in the future, all standing in a circle, and just allow yourself to connect through your heart, in heart resonance, with all the people here, all the beings here. Yeah. Wonderful. And then let's just call in our unseen friends, 100% light and love, our guides, to be with us here, to amplify this field of love and co-creation. And just feel yourself in this beautiful body of yours. And when you're ready, can open your eyes. So I'm going to talk for a little while here, but then I am going to open the um, the lines and um, for any sharing or questions that you may have. So let me just give you the call-in number um, 
in case you would like to um, participate and um, and and talk live here with me. The uh, number is eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. I'll give it one more time. Eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. And that's a toll free number. And um, I'll just let you know when we're going to open the lines. So before we start here, and you know, some of you may know me, some of you may not, but I just want to make it clear to everyone that I'm not really a teacher or a guru or an authority of any sort. Um, whatever I have to share here, it's if it has any wisdom at all, it's wisdom that I've come to through my own kind of direct experience, through my own healing work, my own um, contemplation, downloads, and the vast array of interests and studies that I've pursued over the years. If what I share resonates for you, great. Uh, if not, just let it go. And if there's uh, anything I'm committed to, it is you being in your own inner authority with your own soul's wisdom, uh, clear and discerning with a joyful and open heart. It's really uh, about each of us coming into our own authority, and um, that's where the magic really happens. So the first question um, for me is, you know, kind of what is the new earth? How is it distinct from the one that seems to be kind of crumbling all around us? And as a way to kind of get into looking at that, I'd like to just share a parable from uh, the Gnostics, and and this is certainly not going to be exact. This is kind of through my lens, um, but it is the parable of Sophia uh, through uh, the Gnostic tradition, and um, this is kind of just my version. But for me, it it kind of highlights an, an important principle here. And um, feel free to explore the um, story of Sophia yourself, um, you know, through YouTube and, you know, various ways, books. Um, But according to the Gnostics, um, Sophia, and some say she was the 36th Archon, some say she was the daughter, a a daughter of the divine, who who out of her own curiosity um, strayed from the fields of heaven. And through a kind of unnatural, kind of highly experimental miscreation, wound up giving birth to the Archons. The Archons being a group of creator gods who were who almost had no relationship to natural law or the natural world and only held the slightest tether through Sophia herself to the divine. 
these beings spilled forth with great powers of creation to generate a reality on Earth. Sophia was horrified at her creation when she realized what had happened. And in her extreme emotion, she pushed these beings even further away from herself, their mother, and the light of the divine. These beings were truly cut off, yet they held the power of master creators. However, it was founded in a basic distortion. They can create anything in the fashion of a facsimile, a mechanical model, outpicturing compelling illusory realities. However, these realities are devoid of nature or life. The core takeaway here being that these beings were founded in a core abandonment. And they fashion realities based on a mechanistic model. Separate parts comprising a non-living, thing-based reality. Reductionist. Totally reductionist. Pieces like putting together an engine in a car. And the reason I want to bring this forward is that it is it is the foundation of the distinction between a mechanistic model of a world where we have to kind of shave off our eccentricities and um, become a uh, a cog in the machine, and um, that being completely distinct from the earth herself and the holistic model of the natural world, where all species are alive and interconnected, comprising an ever-renewing web of life. Each species and each being within that species, plant, animal, human, unique in its gifts, appearance, expression, contributing to the integral whole, no separation, fully alive, each and every aspect needed and provided for in its uniqueness. So here's kind of, and this is, you know, just a story to get our hands around this, you know, uh, not any, uh, not anything you have to believe in, but just a way to kind of look. Um, Where things went, Sideways is that the archons, uh, not bad, just really disconnected and with a lot of power um, and a very mechanistic thing, you know, making everything into a thing, kind of took over our natural world. 
And over time, this wholesale domination uh, was, you know, took took place through genocides and enslavement, and pretty much took over. And the place where we are currently as human beings, and where uh, we really got ensnared, but also our place of power, is through our social conditioning. Through um, thousands of years, uh, human beings have been conditioned into believing that they are they are a part of this mechanistic world, and that somehow they need to fit into that world in order to be provided for, and in order to belong. And this has been, we've been trained through our lineage for thousands of years into this thinking. And we were taught and trained by the people who loved us most. Um, And they were taught and trained by the people who loved them the most. Our most... uh, our parents, those our caretakers, our trusted uh, religious figures, our teachers. We were trained to believe that we need to fit into a structure that is outside of us, that we are separate from, and that we need to be good and we need to um, we need to give up our own unique spirit in order to fit in and belong, or else we could be abandoned and die, basically. And we all got taught this, and our parents got taught this, and their parents got taught this. And it was all to protect us from a harm that the world could do to us if we didn't get the message, if we didn't change ourselves to fit in. That's our social conditioning. It's the conditioned mind. It is the way that enslavement can continue. Because once we have thoroughly bought the program and internalized those messages, we do it to ourselves. We don't need somebody outside of us to say, um, you know, you're bad, you're good, you know, do this and you'll be successful, do that and you're going to fail. We don't need an outside authority anymore to tell us that because we've internalized the message. And the, the, the fundamental thing we do when we go from being these wild, innocent, really um, fully embodied kids, the main message we get is place your authority 
outside of yourself. You have to make it with an external authority, and you have to keep monitoring the authorities outside of yourself to see how you're doing, to see if you're making it, to try and fit in, to hit their standards. It, it's it's like the, it's the fundamental codependence. It's like it all depends on what they think. And we learned it, you know, when we were young children from like zero to seven when we're in a theta state, basically, where we're basically just little sponges picking up everything, just trying to see how it's done. You know, getting the pointers from our parents and our siblings and our society and our schools and our churches to see how it's done. So we really get indoctrinated and nobody is to blame. It's been going on forever. It's part of this structure for us to fit into a machine-like world. And so our biggest job and our most important um, place of power is in us undoing and unweaving our own conditioning. Noticing the places that we give our authority away. Recognizing how fear is the dominant way that we give our power away, that we disenfranchise ourselves, that we go against ourselves, that we do um, things that we don't want to do, that we assume jobs that um, don't make our hearts sing, that we think that we need to do, um, go against ourselves in order to survive. And that whole thing is falling apart now. It's like for whatever reason, through whatever impulses from the universe, we are recognizing that that is no longer functional. You know, we've got abundant examples of, you know, our ecosystems going out of balance and huge parts of the population being in famine and the the extinction of species and, and, and the fact that we are all in a sort of a numb trauma about the devastation of our planet, about um, a socioeconomic um, model that, that doesn't work for everyone, where some people just totally prosper and others don't just get ground up. All these things that, um, you know, all these ways that we are uh, 
so sad and so heartbroken about the state of the world and um, and what it takes to try and fit into that. And and it's a, and for a lot of us, it's a world that we don't really want to fit into because it's a brutal world. It isn't. It has no heart. It isn't alive. And so that's where we're at. We're just at this like place where it's like that thing isn't working. And um, and and any of the powers that may have been um, giving stability or allowing that thing to that that mechanical reality to continue to be and go on this planet. They have no wind in their sails anymore. That's why the measures to try and keep it in place are getting more extreme. Because in the foundation of of a world that is mechanistic and and not really naturally or heart based or about the thriving of beings um, generated by beings that were foundationally abandoned themselves, super wounded, that this connection, it just can't go on. It just can't go on. And at the same time, the earth is asserting herself. The earth is saying, hey, I'm here, and... um, this is the reality if you want it, if there is going to be a human species on this planet. It's like, get back in sync. It's not that hard. Everything else on the planet does it. The human beings can do it. So, you know, that's kind of where we are. And, and our big job is really to um, bring, bring our authority inside. And to kind of dissolve all the ways we've gotten conditioned into into this mechanistic perspective and idea of the world where everybody's separate from everything else. There's nothing that could be more false. The ultimate truth on the earth level and on the cosmological level is we are all one field of energy and intelligence. One field, and we're completely interconnected and interdependent. And what I do affects you, and what you do affects me. And my body, when I die, nourishes the the planet and grows more life, and it's an eternal cycle of interconnection for the flourishment of all. So when we become awake and throw off our internalized conditioning, we begin to to assume the rightful authority in our lives and our relationships and in our world. And that inner authority is key. As well as our alignment with source however we might consider that. 
through our souls, which came to inhabit these beautiful bodies and a part of the natural world. Source, soul, body, into earth. vertical alignment. And when we inhabit that fully, what we do on the horizontal, our expressions into the into the field of the earth, into the our relationships, into society, into our work and creative expression, become a radiant expression and example of that vertical alignment. It is based in love. We are love. We came here to be love. And we've been given these beautiful bodies that are a part of this earth. Our bodies are creaturely in nature. They are, I like to call the body that our our body elemental. It's part of the elemental kingdom. Just like everything manifests on earth, it comes in through the great elements of air and fire and water and earth. And our bodies are just like another animal species on the earth. They're so wise and they're so intelligent and they are natural and alive. And we came through our soul and were granted the beautiful vessel of a body on this earth. We're cosmic. We're we're of the cosmos. We're eternal. We are part of the entire picture. And we came here through our soul to inhabit a body and be here on the earth. Right now, in these times, to flip this facsimile world back into its natural undistorted, vibrant, thriving, cooperative possibility. It's the ancient future. It's been it's been this way before. And now we get to reclaim that net, the natural world. We get to reclaim our place in the natural world. And we don't have to give up our modernity in order to do that. We don't have to go back to a primal existence. We can have all of um, what we would like that we have created and innovated in the modern world, but we can have it be in harmony with 
the natural world. Totally possible. So, um, it's through our body and through the feeling sense of our body that we're actually able to discern the difference between the facsimile world and the natural alive world. Where we're able to discern between separation and division and what serves everyone. Our bodies know that. We have an instinctual response to it. We know when it doesn't feel right. And part of the reason why we have a global population of unhappy, often medicated, depressed people with numb trauma is because we know it's not right and we can't stand it. We can't stand it. It makes us totally unhappy and dysfunctional. But because nobody talks about these things, you know, it's hard to get a grasp. It's hard to get a grasp of, like, what is it that is really just turning me inside out? And those who want to assume and maintain control, it just gets louder. Um, Because... You know, it's kind of like in, in, in nonviolence. You know, the reason why nonviolence is so effective is in the face of people gathering their power and, and doing it nonviolently, the ones who are trying to hold power in the old way, in the mechanistic way, in the socialized way, uh, have to get more, have to be. It's based in violence, so they get more violent. It becomes more extreme. So things are, you know, things are more extreme in the in the attempt to hold on to power. But that's okay because it's not. It's it's kind of falling under its own weight. Our job is to build the new reality. I mean, some of us, our job is to help tear down the old reality, but many of us, our job is is simply to um, focus our attention um, on the building of an an Earth-centric world where human beings can be in seamless harmony with a thriving natural world. It's totally doable. It's just a slight adjustment to what we hold central. The earth being central versus the dollar being central. So, um, 
So one other piece I just want to bring in, and then we'll open the lines for some questions. Um, and this is, you know, kind of might feel completely different than what I was just talking about. But, um, one of the ways we bring in the new earth, you know, in the new earth, you know, some people talk about it as being five dimensional, you know, fifth dimensional earth, you know, whatever that might mean to you. But essentially, it's, an, it's, it's the way the earth already is, and it's the humans coming into their own heart and soul-based nature to interface harmoniously with an already abundantly functional natural world. It's, it's really just the humans making a slight adjustment, moving from a socialized into a machine-based model into claiming our heart and our love and our true nature as a soul awake and participating here on earth. So the beautiful thing is that if you talk about it from a physics perspective, like quantum physics shows us that basically everything is happening simultaneously. And all realities exist simultaneously, right here, right now, in different bands of frequency. That everything is is in the same milieu. It's all right here. But it exists in different frequency bands. And essentially, anything you can imagine exists at one frequency or another. And we as human beings are constantly surfing parallels. Um, and sometimes the parallel is one where we get, you know, dragged down into a sense of, you know, it can't work or, you know, polarities that are just, you know, difficult and, you know, any kind, you know, you can get pulled in through our emotional bodies in the way that we are surfing realities. We can get pulled into many parallels. But we do have the ability to surf the parallels intentionally. It doesn't, we you know we've been trained, and part of our social conditioning is the outside reality or whatever you're witnessing is. Um, what is affecting you? Like, whatever's happening external to you is affecting you, and you're determined by the circumstances in external reality. That's what we've been trained. So then it's like, first of all, you're really hard. And second of all, you know, trying to push around, you know, then you try to control the external reality so that you'll feel better. That's just exhausting and never going to happen. Never going to work, but we can spend a lot of energy doing it. But the truth is, all these parallels uh, 
function at the same time. They're all right here, right now. So really, the power of intention, um, and I was just getting this the other day because I've always loved it, the power of intention. I know how, how powerful it is to intend um, an outcome or intend a result or intend a sense of flow. Um, and did it just, it's a remarkable superpower that we all have. And what I was just getting the other day is that when we set our intention, we're, we're literally casting into another parallel. And then by keeping our focus or, you know, just really being aligned with that and really feeling the power of, yes, you know, that is what I want, feeling the emotion of its possibility that we're, through our intention, we're literally casting into another parallel and just, re- and it just gets reeled in. When we match a frequency of a desired outcome, we can reside there. Our job is to become stable in staying with that parallel, inhabiting that frequency band so that we can anchor in the manifestation of that possibility. It's physics. It all happens on it. And everything that comes into manifest form begins on an energetic basis. So when we cast into that energetic field of the of the possibility of the world we want a world that works for everyone in seamless harmony with a natural, a thriving natural world, however we constitute that. When we allow ourselves to occupy that frequency band, it will participate, precipitate. It will come just as all light, all photons exist simultaneously as wave and as particle. When we focus our intent there and when we stabilize our energy there and when we emotionally connect there and bring our vibrant resourcefulness there, we cause that wave imagined possibility, potential to come down into manifestation. We are that bridge that allows the stepping down of possibility into manifestation. And we're doing it all the time possibilities to do it consciously, intentionally, together, as a developing the consensus 
for that reality. In alignment, attuned to the frequency band that we want. And then acting from there. It's our superpower. It's our ability. It's who we really are. I think one of the reasons why, come you know, in cult in the culture right now, there's you know all all the movies are movies about superheroes. You know, it's like everybody everybody's a superhero because everybody is a superhero. I think one of the reasons it's such a compelling uh, story to tell is because we actually recognize on some level that that's the truth of who we are. We just got dumbed down through our social conditioning. We just got talked out of it. We just, we've all gone into a consensus agreement that that's not true, but it is. You know, just like the natural world got kind of overlaid with a facsimile version very compelling. The natural world's always been there. This is we got talked out of the true nature of our beingness as an unlimited creator being who's eternal, who's come into this field and into these bodies to do high magic in concert with this earth. Just because we got talked out of it doesn't mean it's not still true. So we'll be exploring a lot more of this. Um, But for right now, I'm just inviting you to notice how you already surf different frequency bands and different parallels. And just Play with it a little bit, you know, like if you've got a sore throat, you know, imagine the parallel where you don't and allow yourself to feel into it, like with your subtle senses, feel into like where, let's see, where is that band where everything's the same, but I don't have a sore throat and just feel for it and then just allow yourself to just Go there. Be there. Jump there. Inhabit that. Just play with it. About the silliest things, especially when it doesn't matter. You'll be surprised. It really is the power of intention. Okay, so that was a lot. So let me give you the number again if anybody would like to ask a question or share anything. Um, 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. And if you would, just give your um, first name and where you're calling from, just so we can kind of get a sense of where we are on the planet. I'm just going to let you call. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so you got to be quick. <laughs> if anybody's got anything. And if not, I'm just going to wrap us up here. I know that was a lot. Uh, and um, But just, you know, take it into consideration. Sometimes it's good. And I, I, Okay. Jamie? Hi, hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How you are know, ya? as you, I'm very good. I'm really, really happy to be here co-creating this space with you. Yay. And as as you are speaking with, beginning with the parable of Sophia, and then bringing it into this. Um, the simultaneity of all of these realities, you know, happening just all at the same time. Okay. Um, go with I just, Annie, go ahead. I just thought, I can see, I, I like took your weave as you began the story, and I just thought, how beautiful to know that even when Sophia birthed this creation of hers and she was somewhat almost horrified by what had happened and then she um, almost, you know, rejected that in that moment beneath and above that rejection was that unity, was that wholeness even then. And that, you know, as as the storyteller that I am, I just took that thread and thought, well, there's that healing there, like the healing was happening even as the wounding was happening simultaneously and that we can, at this stage on the planet right now, almost I felt myself resting into that knowing that, you know, you could even say even just facing facing the wounds directly is so redemptive. And it, it just okay somehow softened my heart and made me um, just more aware of both the power that we have and also that there is always um, there's always that possibility wherever you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. The underlying wholeness is always there. And and yeah. even the, the alleged, you know, uh, bad guys, you know, uh, are just, it's just a wounded thing. It's just a, 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 a disconnection. It, there's always the possibility for returning to wholeness because wholeness is what's there anyway. It's the background. Yeah. Beautiful, Janie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, great to hear from you. I think that's it in yeah. terms of what we're going to be able to talk, take in terms of calls. But um, just want to let everybody know I'll be here again on the 31st, Fridays. It's always every other Friday, Friday the 31st at 3 p.m. Pacific. So I hope that you will come and join me again. Obviously, this could, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> and um, from time to time, I'll also be having guests. So, um uh, stay in touch. If you want to go to humanspiritradio.com, you can join our um, list if you want to get announcements direct to your inbox. And otherwise, um, just 
take great care of yourself and keep playing with these parallels and keep experimenting with your creativity, your curiosity, and your innocence to the ever-present bandwidth of being a pioneer of the new earth. Enjoy. Thanks for being here.